everyone. Thank you for joining the Pinche Millennial Podcast, Pinche Participation. I'm Amanda Miguel. Hey, and I'm Nick Ochoa. We are two Latinx millennials sharing a fresh, relevant perspective on civics and political participation in the U.S. today. This week's episode focuses on what are called down-ballot races. Mm. The race for the presidency isn't the only position on the ballot. So we're going to be talking about all the other elected positions up for grabs this election and other types of candidates that voters can choose when they cast their ballot this season. Yep. And up until now, we've discussed very elemental things, right? Registering to vote, making a plan to vote if you're going to be voting by mail or in person. And in our last episode, we explained how the Electoral College works. So if you are interested in learning more about those topics, feel free to check out our first four episodes. And since we're in the early stages of this podcast, we're open to any feedback or ideas our listeners, you, our listeners may have about our content. So if you have questions or want to know about how you can register to vote or anything else election related, related, please DM us. We'd be happy to help. You can also mention us in your Instagram story. So we see your questions and we'll answer and repost your thoughts, ideas and questions and anything else you want to share with us. Absolutely. And this is a COVID PSA, y'all. We are not rounding the corner. Let's just be real honest about that. We are seeing a spike. Yeah, we're seeing a spike in COVID cases nationwide. So just wanted to, again, remind our listeners that we are still, unfortunately, in a global pandemic. And we want you to keep in mind for what public health experts are saying uh, and recommending wearing a mask, keeping your distance, washing your hands often, and avoiding crowds not just when possible, but at all times. <laughs> so uh, if you are going out and voting in person, just keep in mind of the community around you, the volunteers, you know, fellow folks in line with you. Just be cautious and smart. And um, we want you to exercise the same care for yourself as you do for the rest of your community. So we know this is a challenging time. It is difficult, uh, but we are asking you to hang in there and we're going to get through this together. That's right. This is Our podcast is about civic participation, which necessarily means looking out for the people around you and community and being safe with public health is one way to do that. It's not voting, but Mm -hmm. taking care of the people around you by being responsible for your actions and encouraging other people to be safe as well. And that's kind of a little bit right to being to participation, right? When what we do does in fact impact others and voting is one way of doing that. Um, taking care of one another by wearing a mask is another way of doing that. And I think today's episode, I think is going to capture that exactly as well, because this isn't just a presidential election, but a number of other offices and elected positions that will impact not just you personally, but your community as a whole. So let's kind of go down and break down these uh, ideas and specifically this term called what are down ballot races? Nick, what are what are those? Yeah, so the term down ballot just refers to the physical positioning of what's on the ballot that voters see. So there's the top of the ballot mm. and what's down, what's, what, what follows that? That's down ballot. So the top is the presidential race and that happens every four years. We get to vote for a new president. Um, and then down ballot is all the other races and elected p- the positions for other elected officials that have influenced so many decisions in our communities, our, our cities, our states, our school boards, um, and of course the national Congress as well. So down ballot is everything else that's not the presidential race. Perfect. So you just kind of captured what are the other elections on the ballot, but more more specifically, once we start getting through, can we start at the federal level? What are kind of the, the various offices at the federal level. 
Yes. So this varies by state. Again, we, as we've mentioned before, every state sets its own rules for what, where, and how the elections are run. So this year, one state may have all of its offices up for election, but then another state may have no offices until next year or the next year. Um, so let's talk about the federal races. As we said, the top of the ballot is the presidential race. Then what follows after that is the rest of the national or the federal races. So the U.S. Congress, that's our national legislature. That's our whole country's government that makes rules and builds laws. So the Congress is the U.S. House of Representatives and the Senate. Those races for House and Senate mm-hmm. are the next ones that are after the presidential race on your ballot. So that's what we're talking about federal is the House, the U.S. House and the U.S. Senate. The senators are not, they don't all go up for election at the same time. Mm-hmm. There are a hundred senators. Every state gets two senators. And the way the Senate is set up is that a third of those seats is up for election every year. So like mm-hmm. usually 33 seats per year, uh, or every election, excuse me, are up for election. So the last election for California listeners, Diane Feinstein was elected in 2018, mm-hmm. last election. And then the election before that was Kamala Harris. So she was, she was elected. So, and they're elected for six year terms. So Kamala Harris was elected in 2016 mm-hmm. to the Senate. She won't face reelection until 2022. Mm-hmm. And Feinstein, who just was elected in 2018, won't be reelected until 2024. Mm-hmm. So this year, Californians do not have any senators on the ballot, mm-hmm. but other states do. Georgia happens to have two And that happens when someone resigns or dies in office, and then there has to be an election to replace that person in the Senate. Uh, Texas had an election for Senate last cycle, Ted Cruz, Mm -hmm. in 2018. Now, the other senator from Texas, he's up for re-election now, which means next election cycle, there will be no senators from Texas on the ballot. Because they're they're intentionally staggered so that there's some continuity in the Senate by two-thirds. And so the Senate... While every two years there are Senate elections, us voters do not see a senator on our ballot every two years, right. usually. Oh, that's that's um, super helpful. The, our Congress is made up of two houses. The second house is the House of Representatives, mm-hmm. and they have two-year terms. So everyone in the, con- the U.S. House of Representatives is up for re-election every other year. So no matter where you live, every election season, you will vote on your congressional represent- representative. And that's your congressman or congresswoman or congressperson, whoever they are, which is every state, as we mentioned previously, gets a different number based on population. Okay, Nick, so why do these matter? Why are we, um, you know, so concerned about or should be concerned about who represents us in the U.S. Senate and the House of Representatives? So the way the U.S. federal government works in making laws is that there's a balance. There's three branches of government. The judicial branch, all the judges, federal judges, including the Supreme Court, the executive branch, which is the president and all the offices that person appoints, Mm -hmm. and then the legislature. So so the legislature is now made up of two branches. And to pass laws, the Congress needs to both House of the Senate and the House of Representatives need to work together to pass a law. And then they usually should have the president's support as well. It's a team. And Mm -hmm. if two of the, the president is not on the same page as the Senate or the House of Representatives, the president may not get what they want to accomplish. Mm -hmm. And so it's basically you need to have your, the president needs to have their entire team on both the House and the Senate so that the president can accomplish what they 
are interested in. Um, Would you say like an example was uh, President Barack Obama's uh, tenure? Yeah. So his first term, he did have, it was the Democrats controlled the Senate, the House of Representatives and the presidency. And so in the first term, that's when Obamacare passed. That was not the easiest by any stretch, but it was feasible because they had a majority in both houses of Congress. And then Obama's last term, the both the House of Representatives and the Senate were controlled by Republicans. So Obama kind of really had no choice but to work with both those houses controlled by Republicans to get what he wanted. And one example of the president not having his team on both sides is the Supreme Court. There was a vacancy at the end of Obama's last term. Justice Scalia died on the Supreme Court. And Obama's job, the president's job, is to nominate someone. He nominated someone, but because the Republicans were in control of the Senate, they made the rules in the Senate. And they said, no, nah, we don't want your guy. We're going to pass. So Obama couldn't do his that part of his job. Whereas when the Democrats were in control of the Senate, if there was a vacancy, he would have nominated someone and that would have been more likely to, to pass. Wow. Um, and uh, an analogy I can think of is like, Think of a school. You've got your educators, your staff, and your principal. Mm-hmm. So the principal in this case would be the president. The educators might be the Senate, and then the staff would be the House of Representatives. If the school wants to go in one direction, it's not happening unless all three groups mm-hmm. are on the same page or on the same team or can, can work together, right? So if you get a new principal that nobody supports, mm-hmm. the teachers or the staff, that's gonna that principal is going to have a really tough time, yeah. right, making their accomplishment or achieve what their their goals so if you want to have a a principle that does x y or z you need to have the support of the teachers and the staff and also the parents right and that's this is very similar the president if the president does not have the support of a majority of the senate and the house Mm -hmm. they will be very limited as to what they can accomplish yeah so if you a voter like a particular president or party for president you should make sure to vote for candidates of the same party, right? Same party for Senate and House of Representatives. So your preferred presidential candidate would have more support in the Congress when he or she needs to make things happen. And that's a key piece to what this down ballot strategy is all about. Um, and and I, we're not saying it's the best system. We're not saying it is what it is. I agree. It's not the only way. Countries all over the world have different systems. So we can talk about that later. This is our system today. And our advice to you all, if again, if you are in support of a specific presidential candidate, then you should follow suit by ensuring that they are supported in Congress with representatives of their party. So just going to leave that there. That's right. (laughs) All right. Now let's take a step back from the federal elections. Mm. There are other races on the ballot. Mm -hmm. Tell us more about what other positions and elections end up on that on this ballot this season. Yeah, this is we're going back down to the state. Right. So similar to the House of Representatives and Senate at the federal level, you also have that structure at the state level. So this is someone these are folks that are closer to home. They represent, you know, all of your diverse representation across your various your states. You have diverse representation for your own state. Um that needs kind of like that attention by full-time or part-time representatives. And so this is where we call into uh, the various races for, for your state. So again, similar structure, you have an executive branch. So you have a governor, 
you have a legislative branch, which is your state house and your state senate, and okay, state legislature. Oh, and then courts. You have your um, judicial okay. part that you do have state courts. With um, this year, there are voters in 11 states and two territories that get to determine who their governor in their state will be. Some states that are having their races for governor this year are Washington State, mm-hmm. North Carolina, Montana, and Arkansas, and Indiana. And again, every state determines their own when elections happen. So this year, only 11 states have their elections. And then next year, some other states will have theirs. And eventually, like, you know, eventually all other states have according to their own schedules. Um, we mentioned territories. I don't want to leave out our mm-hmm. folks in the territories. Puerto Rico and American Samoa are territories, not states. But they have their own governors and they will be voting for governor this year as well. Now, because they voters in those places are part of the territories, they're not, they cannot vote for president, which is really a confusing thing, but mm-hmm. statehood allows people in that state to vote for president. Puerto Ricans, if you are live on the island, you can't vote for president. But the moment you move to the states, any one of the 50 states, you suddenly can register to vote in that state and vote for president. So, and there are a ton of uh, Puerto Rican populations in California, uh, excuse me, in Florida and New York. Mm-hmm. And so those are people who have just moved from the island of Puerto Rico territory. And now they can vote for president. But their grandma in Puerto Rico, who's still in Puerto Rico, cannot vote for president. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's interesting. It's an interesting situation, territory. And maybe that's another idea for a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> so many pieces. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, just as we laid out earlier that the president needs the help of the House of Representatives and Senate to pass its laws, states operate similarly. The governor of the st- of, of your state will need the support of your state's legislature to pass laws that are on the, they want to pass. So you will have um, your state Senate and your state representatives up for uh, on the ballot as well, depending on where you live this year. And if you like your governor or the party of the governor, vote for the party that helps that governor get more support. Mm. If you don't like your governor or your state representatives, vote for the other team and try to make that change. Talk to people around you so that they can also do the same. That's the way we make things happen, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And let's see for, so if you wanted to go back to the example of the schools and principals and teachers that we just talked about a moment ago, um, you know, states have their own version of the Congress, right? We just covered that. It's called our state legislature. And so they work together with the governor to make the laws um, and having similar to the presidency and Congress, having a governor, having a supportive state legislature uh, will also help to accomplish like this agenda. So like a comprehensive well-supported agenda and that's often what i think so many folks get frustrated right they're like there's like a stalemate all the time there's always fighting and it's like we we never get things done so i think that's also part of the criticism yeah yeah that's definitely a challenge um but dang is that all i mean that's like a lot already (laughs) thinking of what's happening in your uh, executive branch and your Congress at the federal level. And then you're kind of like your executive branch with the governor and the state legislature. But is there more? Is that it? Yes, <laughs> there is always more. Um, yeah, there, there are other races happening this cycle. As we mentioned, the president is, is not the only or the most important race. Mm. It's, it's the big one that's getting all the attention. But in addition to your governor, state senator, state representatives, 
there are more elected positions where you live based on your county or your city. Like your mayor may be up for re-election. I'm from El Paso, Texas, as I've mentioned before. And this year, the mayor is on the ballot. Mm-hmm. Um, and there, that may be the case for many other places where our listeners are. Mm-hmm. But the, ba- the mayor in your city is up for election. But also your city council, your town council, uh, depending if you live on a village, maybe your village has a different structure. Those positions might also be on the ballot. Mm-hmm. Also other races like sheriffs, police chiefs, mm-hmm. certain judgeships. Mm-hmm. All this stuff gets on the ballot. So it is a lot. And yeah. no one said democracy is like an easy <laughs> two-step process yeah. to just, you know, toot it and boot it. It's like, <laughs> no, there's a lot going on. There's so many races. It's not just, all right, vote for president. I'm out. I'm done. We're good. Yeah. And like, these are like super, and these are the ones where I get excited about. I mean, I live in a very large city. I live in Los Angeles. So, you know, it's 4 million people in our city. Each one of our city council members is only 15, which if you compare to Chicago, uh, they have 50, you know, they have 50 aldermen. So it's like, it's just, our structure here is just kind of problematic. So we can, we can note that a little bit digress. Um, Those local races, right? This, um, the importance of what they do is kind of like what you'll see more often in your like day-to-day life. So a lot of the work that I've previously done is on transportation advocacy. So, you know, ensuring we're investing in a robust public transportation system. So folks have access to schools, to jobs, to healthcare, right? This really came down to who was in leadership at the local level. The federal races that we're talking about, the Mm -hmm. president is not concerned whether there's a public school in your neighborhood. That's Mm. literally not the president's job. They are dealing with like the bigger issues nationwide. Yeah. And so who decides where, if there's a school that is getting, that goes nearby, or if there's a dog park where you mm-hmm. want, or yeah. where grocery stores are, that is your local leadership. That's your yeah. local officials. So these local races are not, they don't get, they're not high profile. They're not as hyped. You know, CNN's not covering the sheriff of, you know, every town, mm-hmm. but those smaller races are more immediate to our lives. They have more direct effects on our lives that we can see that we could, why is there potholes all over this road? I mean, mayor, like that's where you talk to the mayor and see what's going on with your road. So an elected sheriff or police chief Mm. might determine how the police operate in your city and what policies the police takes and what things they do, uh, do those law enforcement in your community turn over people to ice. So I mean, school boards are also on the ballot sometimes. School boards make decisions about funding for textbooks or computers yeah. for children or school yeah. how, what the school bus route is. Mm-hmm. This U.S. Senate is not really concerned about those things. They can yeah. sometimes help, but that's not their primary job. For our listeners that are like kind of just dipping their toes in this, yeah, you know, one, we've, we've talked about one strategy of down ballot, right? Supporting uh, by party your presidential uh, pick and then following suit, you know, with your representatives for Congress and considerably also for your state legislature, maybe governor and and maybe into your local, you know, offices. That's, you know, up for you to kind of figure out. But researching all of that, you know, is cumbersome, which is why we were trying to head, you know, give you some episodes beforehand to kind of get the process started. But this is I think where a lot of people kind of hit the road with like their ballot is still in their they're in their hands at home. Um, the folks that are kind of been waiting, oh, I haven't made my choice on this specific, you know, bond. Um, and I was like, okay, so we're we're in that space right now. We need you to start to figure that out. You know, that sounds a right. Harsh. And so Amanda <laughs> brought up in a previous episode, 
in California, they send, they send out a voter guide, which oh, yeah. describes all the races and the candidates. I mean, she's, she's digging for it now. Um, and that's great. That's one step that California has taken to inform its voters, because of course, this is a lot of stuff. Like, I don't know all the candidates for sheriff in my town or mayor or whatever. <laughs> yeah, look. And so Amanda's just showing for those oh, yeah. of you listening to the podcast, she's showing us her uh, voter guides, plural, um, yeah. that show that give information about candidates for multitude of races yep. and locations and all this stuff, because this is a lot. And I was like, I do think you have what, this many, Nick? I mean, you just moved, but do you have, do you get mailed stuff, mailers? Um, for candidates, not, I got a, a sample ballot. Okay. That's it. I did not get a guide about all the races on the ballot. So okay. in a place like where I live, I will need to look at my sample ballot and see, all right, these are the 10 races that I'm going to have to choose. And I got to research and do like, who is best and most interested, who most aligns with my interests and yeah. matches what I want for my community. Yeah. Um, and Amanda mentioned earlier, down ballot, just like, all right, this is the party I agree with. All those guys on that person's team, let's go. That's one way to do it. And another way that many people do is to split their ballots. So you might like a particular mm. person for president, but then your mayor who shares that same party may not be like the best person for the job that you want. And so maybe you'll vote for a different candidate. And these are all entirely valid ways to operate, right? Each of us gets a choice when we have our ballot about what, where we want to share our priorities and who gets to say what policies and laws get made in our community. So mm -hmm. you can vote for all just one party and then call it a day and then that's easy. Yeah. Or you could, if you wanted to be more detailed, you could look at into every candidate, which is a lot of work. And one thing that stood out to me when I was much younger is that when our founders built this country, they excluded a lot of people, right? It was mm. all men are created equal, but, but not if you're a woman or if you were, if you didn't own property and if you weren't white, like mm -hmm. then you don't get to vote. Mm -hmm. But even back in the day, they expected an informed citizenry, people who knew what was going on, who could tell what a Supreme Court justice was. And all this is like another level. They expected people to have all this knowledge. And it's, it's our job as, inform, as, as voters to do our homework, to do our research. I mean, I, we talked our last episode about how elections are giving the keys to someone to drive the car on a road trip. I don't know about you, but if I was going on a road trip, I would want to know the skills of the people who might be driving the car. I'm not just going to be like, all right, here you go. Take the keys. Yeah. You're wearing a, you're wearing a green shirt. That's cool. I like that. I'd want to know, like, do you have <laughs> any accidents under your belt? Do you have like, do you have eyesight? Can you mm. see at, at night? Like, do I trust you to drive the car? That would be my research if I'm mm -hmm. choosing a driver for my road trip. Yeah. So similarly, I think it's important that we all look at research for our for candidates wherever we're voting and learn a little bit more what's this guy about what's this this person who's running is, is she does she match up with what i want for my community yes or no whatever yeah and i think about um that responsibility you know this this 
these positions, right, can be up to two years for House Representatives, for four years for the presidency. Just know that the impact is really in your hands. It's your opportunity if you are eligible citizen to to participate in this method of democracy and feel empowered by it too. feel empowered that you're coming together with your community to say, yeah, I want this. I want this change or uh, I want to see us move in this direction. That's that's an awesome opportunity. And this is why we get excited to do these types of podcasts because uh, participation is powerful. <laughs> this is um, an awesome opportunity for us all to participate. And, you know, t- we're doing it, trying to do it as bite sized as possible. But yeah, join the pinche party. <laughs> we're going to, we're right. doing this. And if you, as we mentioned before, voting is only one way to have your voice heard. Voting is only mm-hmm. one way to be politically active or, or a participant or civic to be engaged civically. If you can't vote, either you're underage, mm-hmm. you're a young person who's not a voting age, or you aren't a citizen, you, you may not be able to vote, but those aren't your only way. Voting is not the only way to have your voice heard. You could still talk up and down to everybody in your orbit and say, hey, what's going on? Why is our city doing this, this, or this? Why is our country doing blah, blah, blah? Why aren't we doing these better ideas? You have the power to just engage your community, your friends, your family, um, and and share what's important. Because I think mm-hmm. a lot of us, I think it's like a cultural thing in the US where we don't want to talk about these things. Like mm. that's not, it's not appropriate to talk politics. And right. I understand for many people why they're very uncomfortable with it. My response to that is if you are not, if you do not like the way politics are going, well, if you don't talk about it, it's not going to get, it's not going to change. It's not going to get any better. So if we put a face to whatever issue is important to us, to people who have never thought about this issue, Mm -hmm. you might change some minds. You could get people to think, Oh yeah. Why is, you know, why aren't some people allowed to adopt children? That's why I never thought about this. Oh, because my gay neighbor started telling me about how his state won't allow him to adopt children because he's gay. So having these conversations is important, whether or not you can vote. doesn't matter. Voting mm-hmm. is one way, but it's not the only way. So talk it up to people. Listen to this podcast. Share our podcast with other people. Get on Facebook fights. I don't know. Maybe that's <laughs> dicey to, to suggest. Um, but have productive conversations with people who want to learn more. And if you want to learn more, like then you come to the conversation saying, Hey, I don't know about X or Z issue. Mm -hmm. Do you know about it? Can you tell me more? It's it's all part of the process. Absolutely. I love that. And if you don't know, ask, you know, uh, we've already opened this podcast with, yeah, just, um, DM us. Uh, you can reach us at uh, olapinchmillennial.com. I put that in the, I can put that in our videos. You can see. Yeah. And, um, but in real life, in real day-to-day life, um, just ask somebody, you know, th- I think it's better to leave no no stone unturned. It's the last weekend before election day. So keep that in mind so that you are carving out that time if the lines are getting longer because you're getting closer to the election. So be prepared. Listen to our other podcasts if you want to see a more in-depth of what, we've, what we recommend. Um, but with that, just you know, again, just thank you all to our listeners for your views. It's really exciting to see that number grow. And we look forward to talking to y'all next week. Nick, any last words? 
No, I'm just uh, happy to be talking with you, Amanda, and sharing the information we've gathered and experienced. And and hopefully, hopefully we're reaching new audiences. If you're listening to this and think you know someone who might want to learn some more, please share our podcast with us. Tag us in your story. Send us your questions or either through your own DMs or through posting on your story. We're curious to know what's important to our listeners and how we can give more information. I love it. Yep. That sounds great. Well, this is Pinche Participation. I'm Amanda Miguel. And I'm Nico Chua. Hasta luego. Hasta luego. Bye.